a guy volunteered to do a music video for free. Uh, that video went got a million views like in six Whoa. months, which back then it was early YouTube, so it was still that's, like that's a big deal. It was a big deal, and then labels started reaching out and stuff like that. And yeah, it seemed like just going all in on that full length was the right decision. Whenever I need music gear, I always go to Sweetwater.com. It bits mics, headphones, or studio and recording gear. Sweetwater has you covered. Next time you need any music gear, support the podcast by using the link in the description and comment section below. Hello to the internet and the world. Today we have Fit for a King live here. Appreciate you, appreciate you guys being here, man. Yeah, of course, man. Thank you. Thanks for having yeah, us. We appreciate it. Thank Thanks you guys. for the invite. Yeah. It's, it's amazing what you do with the IGDM. You know, yeah. I, I hit up you, Tuck, and was like, thankful, thankful you guys said yeah and uh, made, made time to be here. So appreciate it, man. Dude, of course. Yeah, yeah. They, uh, we were all very excited when that came through. That was definitely one of those, you know, I mean, you get it. Uh, a lot of, inter- you know, when you're out on the road and stuff like that, making time for interviews can be like a hit or miss kind of thing. Totally. Everyone's trying to have their day and do their shit. But this yeah. was definitely one of those where I was like, oh, boys. Come on. Rally the troops. Yeah. Let's go do this. This will be great. So let's go hang. Yeah. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's a sad thing where like you don't get to hear from like the whole band a lot, a lot of times, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, like we were just, you know, talking about before we started, man, I just love that you've been doing long form, whole band, like letting everybody actually have a voice rather than just like seeing the lead singer every time for the 10th interview in a row and like. No offense, Ryan. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay. Hey. I'll, re- I'll be on vocal rest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they always want to talk to the singer. Yeah, that's, and that's what, yeah, like, of course, feel, that's I, the perspective of a bass player. And right? on a bass player, no, no, no one. I want some attention, please. Look at me. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing flips. Come on, come hey, on. It's, it's not easy answering how the uh, the inspiration for the record was for the fiftieth time. Yeah, it's hard. Right. Yeah, you get like the same questions, and yeah, it is really it's tough. It's a relief whenever it's a different format. Too. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, a lot of times it's rapid fire, 10 questions. How was the studio? How was this? How was that? And it's just kind of, mm-hmm. I'm happy to answer it. How tall are you? It, you know, yeah. Yeah. You know yeah. it's like we don't talk about that. Where did, your, where did your band name come from? <laughs> Something like that. I don't know, man. That Kia commercial with LeBron. <laughs> was I, I haven't seen on commercial oh uh, it's uh, a few years back they uh, did like a Kia commercial with LeBron where it said like fit for a king and uh, really? one of the few it's yeah our band name luckily gets added there was like a Burger King one that was like, was, like a, fit for a king there's, oh, yeah, there's a condom one I think yeah there's a condom yeah. one yeah Mag- try to find that Jay Magnum fit for a king <laughs> yeah like uh, it just gets thrown in all the time which I love. I think it's hilarious. Good free advertising. Oh, yeah. yeah. So basically, we found out that here first that Burger King named your band. Absolutely. Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> you hit her here first. That's the clip. <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> well, just to do a quick intro, we got Ryan here. Yep. Vocalist. Uh, other Ryan, but name you Tuck. Yes. Right? Thanks. Uh, Daniel mm-hmm. and Trey. Yep. Yep. Thank you guys yep. for being yep. here. Oh, they, they, <laughs> oh, what is this? The there Burger King rebrand design fit for a king. Oh my goodness! Hey, it's amazing. 
Is that is that the album cover? Speaking of the new it's record, you guys. Okay, this is this is a great cover. Thank you. It's it's good to see you guys. We doing, uh, doing it. we advocate for Burger King over all other brands. Which I'll point out, last night was the first night of the tour, and apparently it was a thing to bring a Burger King crown and was mark it? out burger and put fit for a. There was like 30 people. I posted a picture of, uh, our photographer took a picture of a group of people wearing them. Yeah. We put it on Twitter. Um, But it was. Dude, that was a badass shirt. I thought it was cool. He's like, we need to make that viral so people just show up in Burger King crowns. Yeah. We're hoping it becomes a thing where (laughs) just showing up in crowns. I ended up wearing one. Oh, Oh, he's got it up here. Yeah. Yeah, It's pretty sick. Yeah, it's that uh, second picture on that first post. Go up, Jay. Nice. Yeah. There they oh are. Oh, my goodness, dude. <laughs> That's genius. Yeah, I guess they have, like, a group chat or something and uh, go to shows together regularly, and someone suggested we thought it would be funny if we all wore Burger King. That's probably uh, not even half of them. There are, like, a lot of them. Were, there was, like, 30-plus yeah. of those. but That's a lot. One guy yeah. was be honest. passing them out. <clears throat> I think the best... Double cheeseburger of all time is from Burger King. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I'm trying to think when the last think? time I even ate. <laughs> mm. I'm a big. Uh, I'm a big double, <laughs> double stacker guy. Had, there you go. I haven't had Burger King in a fucking minute. But Wait, because they're fucking closing down. What? I, I mean, a, a lot of. I'm not, I'm not sure, like, in permanently, but like around. I mean. Uh, Daniel, you'll probably know. Like, around here, dude, like they're just dropping like flies. Chicken uh, fries. Yeah, there aren't a ton, I guess. Now that it's hard yeah. now yeah. when yeah. you can do like uh, you know Chick Fil A or some shit. You know, <laughs> hey, I, you know, I think it looks nice. Yeah. Handsome man, dude. Honestly. Oh, thank you, Trey. But it sounds like you wanted to challenge. No, no, I was thinking about what you said, and like if we're just talking, like not a Whopper or anything, but just like a just the small double cheeseburger. Is that what you mean? Yes. I think those are good. They are. Yeah. Yeah, he but, needed a clarification that we're just talking. Yeah, we should one. later just <laughs> yeah. get a spread of double cheeseburgers and just do a taste testing. Let's see. That's a dream. I would yeah, love that. Really, that'd be very American. It used to be pretty cheap to do that. Now they're all like two dollars. <laughs> it used to be a dollar. <laughs> that, that gross one on the oh. right there. That that one just looks good. Yeah, that one's gonna fuck you. I up. want the one that looks like shit. Yeah. <laughs> Trey likes some nasty looking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's just a lot about. I love, the, I love how, over, how much they sense. overuse the bacon, too. Tons of bacon, and I love it. Nasty Big burgers fan. for nasty blast beast. Dude, come on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> now I'm going to be hungry. Do you, so, yeah, you guys are out on tour right now. Uh, you guys got uh, Northlands on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Alpha Wolf. Alpha Wolf, which has been blowing up the past few years. Dude. Yeah. It's been really cool seeing those guys, too. Last night was psychotic. How was it? Their set was ignorant. Really? Yeah. Very stupid. Like, just <laughs> people going off. And it's not just that they're singing along to Akudama. It's, like, every song. Really? The crowd is so fucking loud. It's like crazy. actual, like, big band like, now. Big band. Like, it's, yeah, big band. it's sick to see. What do you think it was? Or, like, how? Great record. A yeah. Great band. Their live show is very energetic. Like, when yeah. you, you know, it was one of those while back we did this, uh, we were on a, a tour, us, Silent Planet, Hollow Front, Avoid, and then Polaris had a tour, Polaris, like Monster Flames, Alpha Wolf, and Invent Animate. All of us met up at the Palladium in Worcester for one day mm-hmm. and played together. We headlined, my wife and I left, and she was like, yeah, that was really great, but I'll be honest, maybe, uh, 
awful wolf today, you know? Ooh, and I was just like, babe, hey, you know, blasphemy. But it's the <laughs> truth, man. Like, it's one of those shows, they bring the hype, and the mm, fans are not just, like, moshing and advocating. They're singing along, man. Like, they're they're in it. So, big band. Yeah, big also, band. Also, don't want to leave out Kingdom of Giants. Yes. Mm. They're also yeah. on the tour. Yeah. They've been great. Yeah. Great lineup. Yeah. You know, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's always... It gets me stoked when I, you I see like okay like a band actually got a sick tour package yeah and it gets out because I mean booking a tour fucking sucks and just like, the lineup you want it, it pans out the schedules but to see like your your guys's package line up yeah. and you got mm-hmm. all every band on there is awesome mm-hmm. yeah you we know? we took our time on it and you know we really uh, it's nice when you get to pick the bands and stuff and yeah. you know luckily everybody agreed and uh, yeah. kind of just this is one of those that. Kind of went our way, we, you know. We we had ideas and got really, really lucky. Uh, yeah. Having Northlane with us is ridiculous, mm-hmm. and uh, they're they're good buddies of ours, and uh, very much appreciate having them out on the tour with us. Yeah, yeah. how has uh, Northlane been? Ridiculous, sick. It's just so talented. It's gross. Mm-hmm. Plus, like where they are, where they come from too. Like they're such a big band in their country too. Like. The show that they put on is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Just an incredible... Like, Marcus mm-hmm. doesn't just sing the parts from the record. He sings harder parts. Like, he's he just oh, wow. flexes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. you think I think he's got perfect pitch. It's oh, gross. Wow. Yeah. You're like, you're better than me. That's, that, that's fine. Oh, <laughs> dude, not even, not even close. It's like, yeah, I'm like a kindergartner versus like a savant. Like Maybe uh, some of the... Uh, many times, man, it happens. Maybe some of the <laughs> coolest guitars in the game, too. Yeah, best SIG guitars, I yeah, think. Like, like very Have very you seen dope. Josh's signature Jackson? The pictures, yeah, but I, I want to see it in person. Dude, it's gross, it's and sick. he's got it in. He's got this teal, he's got a cream one, and he's got this new crackle. Nice. Looks psycho, and then um, John. John's too. he's got that like dude. He's got a, nice. Yeah. Congrats, Josh. Yeah. That's a big deal, man. Yeah. And Fuck then yeah. that's John's on the right. It looks like a Fender Jag, but it's an ESP custom twenty-eight inch. Oh wow! And they both have bare knuckles in them, but it's Josh's signature bare knuckles. Yeah. yeah. And congrats, and guys. If anyone's looking to pick up pickups, pick up, pick up, pickups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> bare knuckle. I forget what the name of them are, but they're, Josh is sick. They're called they're, uh, impulses. Cool, thank impulses. you, Trey. Yeah, they're psycho. But these, they're just even back 2015, we toured with them. It was Marcus's first tour. <clears throat> that was the the. Um, there it is, right? Yeah, there. Oh, and then nice. they also the uh, the Telecaster is another version We're of it. We're fucking horned up um, right he now. Has, yeah, <laughs> he has that one, and he has the the Telecaster version of it, and they're both there ridiculous. There we go. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, ESP. They're just yep. always uh, kind of ahead of the game with um, their setups and their, uh, their wow. and their gear and and how it sounds like. They were always bands that we kind of looked at as like, what are you guys doing? Like because they, j- for, I remember the first time we played with them, just their pedal board setups were so intense. It was literally each guitar player had two boards, oh and God. it was I was just like, what? Kimper Why? on the board. Like, what are you doing? Yeah, like. <laughs> And big spaceship, it, bunch of lights on it. Just crazy stuff. And uh but they sound insane. That's great. Yeah. Brilliant, brilliant guys. Love them. So And uh it's also cool to see that happening now because I think what bands didn't realize, you know, you know, back in our day, but like that just adds to you guys. That just that just makes your show that much sicker. 
You oh, know, yeah. when like you, you kind of get like that kind of you know like, subconscious pump up. You're like, oh shit, I need to like. You, you get like you kind of you put it you put out a little something more. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't I can't put like a word to it. You just step your game up, or else they're gonna show you up. Yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of nice oh, yeah. to have crazy bands like Alpha Wolf, Kingdom of Giants, and North Lane because if you don't go wild, everybody's gonna be like, oh, the openers all stole the show, like yeah. easy. It's like, damn, Ryan, it's how they're, they're fucking looking old up there. We, well, you know, you don't, you, don't, you don't want that. We don't want yeah, that. Yeah, no. we got to keep the energy up, especially after bands like that. But it's, it's the show itself isn't, you're not getting one flavor the whole time, which is really nice. Where That's true, too. King you're of right. Giants, like, they are kind of in between Alpha Wolf and North Lane with, you know, they've got a little bit of the space gent, you know, metalcore mm-hmm. style, but yeah. also really upbeat, fun breakdowns, big choruses. And mm-hmm. so just a really fun night. It was really, we watched the whole thing mm-hmm. yesterday. I will like, say, too, yeah. like, <clears throat> despite the, you know, the feeling of, like, needing to kind of compete or make sure you don't get blown out of the water, like, mm-hmm. everyone showed up yesterday ready to, like, Everyone was there at the beginning of the show for Kingdom of Giants and was just ready to, like, party is yep. what it felt like. And yeah. just went off for the whole set and stayed all the way through. And it, it just felt like... What, I was talking with them yesterday, and it felt it felt less like... And it, it's also a headliner. It feels special. But it felt yesterday... Usually my mindset going into a set is like, okay, I got to get prepared, I got to perform and play a show, I don't know, and then, like, I'm in my head about it, but yesterday felt like, okay, we we get to go celebrate. Like, it feels like we get to just go have fun and enjoy, like, what's happening and be a part of it. So it felt really special yesterday. I think yeah. we all had, like, yeah. a moment. I think we talked cool. about because when you support a show that does really well, it's like you have fun, but you there's it's not your show. It's yeah the other... Whoever's headlining show. But you enjoy it, and you love playing in front of their crowd and stuff like that. But we don't headline very much, so it definitely is different. Like you said, it's like it's like a milestone. So you're kind of mm-hmm. celebrating a milestone when you have a yeah. good headline. You show. see hard work yeah. pay off, you know, yeah. and when you get to see it, it's, it is a very special well, last time feeling. We, yeah, yeah la- last time that we got to do it, you know, we did the same thing, like took our time, really put together a lineup that was sick, and it was... Mm-hmm. Alpha Wolf's first U.S. tour, mm-hmm. Crystal Lake, Chelsea Grin, us, Whoa. Dark Skies tour. Then Damn. five days in, the pandemic happened. Oh so, no! Yeah, yeah, like so. No. You know that really took wind out of our sails, and we just have had to wait patiently. And then you know, that's why I think why we put so much uh, into this lineup and like into doing this tour is we need to kind of redeem ourselves from that, you know. And then we uh, saw alien invasions are happening, and we're yeah. like, man, if our tour gets canceled because of an alien invasion, <laughs> I'm not I'm not playing music anymore. Okay, yeah. we, That's, <laughs> let's establish something for this conversation. We'll, we'll make this 60 seconds, and then, and then, and then we'll yeah. go on to, and, tell, and tell you guys a story. But, okay, do you think it's aliens, or is it a fucking just a balloon? Is it UFOs are real and the Earth is flat? <laughs> God, we just got demonetized. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Well, we gotta cut. You can cut that out. No, no, no. We're in. No, <laughs> no. That no, this is. Sorry, wait, if I bring up my uh, my awesome beliefs on Agartha and how uh, the Earth is flat and there's like in Earth and stuff, will you actually get demonetized on this episode? Uh, possibly, misinformation. possibly. Misin- but I, I don't. I don't want to stop that from happening. I want to go. I want to. I want to get. I want to bring it up. 
Oh, they're not real. Really? I just, it's a bit I do. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's okay. We don't have to. I don't want to demonetize the no, show. No, let's... It's not worth my fake beliefs. <laughs> no, let's demonetize it on purpose. So, do okay. you, so wait, you don't believe in, in, in aliens? No, I do believe you in do. aliens. You do? Okay, okay. I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, I do believe in what? aliens, but I don't believe in Flat Earth. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I think it's... I think it's fucking around, man. Okay, who <laughs> who here believes in flattery? Trey? I can't say. Okay, but are there, <laughs> are there giant troll people inside Flat Earth in Agartha? Maybe. It, have you been to Antarctica? No. Are there ice walls? Possibly. Why is the sky blue? Water. Firmament. It's in the Bible. There you go, guys. Sorry. Done. So what? what is this? Dude, I'm, I'm teaching you, bro. I it's never heard of this in my, my life. Agartha. The, Agartha? The inner world of That's the where earth. the giant troll people at. I thought this was a made-up word. Nah, dude, I ain't playing. I thought it was a deathcore band. <laughs> it should be. It should be. It's like Tactosa. Tactosa, shout out. Tactosa, shout out. It's a lighter. It's great seeing Tactosa <laughs> fucking doing cool shit, man. It's I love awesome. that band. They're ridiculously good. Wait, Honestly, Hollow that earth? would be sick. Yeah, it's a ho- Agartha is Hollow Earth. So what people think is, in theory, at the poles, and that's why you can't go there and you can't go to Antarctica because there's actually a perfect world inside the Earth where uh, that's where the UFOs and the aliens are actually coming from, dude. And, uh, yeah, because they're okay. way ahead okay. of us uh, technologically on the inside of the <laughs> okay. Earth. And this is Agartha. So, how do you, oh my how do you remember goodness. all this, but then not the venue we played two months ago? <laughs> this is more interesting. <laughs> wow. I will say, like, I don't, I don't believe in like a lot of conspiracies <laughs> or have any strongly held believe. beliefs. But Let's go. When I hear about conspiracies or whatever, I'm just like, yeah, could I mean, could be like <laughs> any, yes. anything yeah. could be true. You yeah. Know? Even, even Agartha. Earth Aliens, I'm ready for them, though. Honestly, I'm, I want to make some fun. They just need to wait for our tour to finish. <coughs> yeah, Please. wait. Okay, wait uh, a, okay, the aliens. Wait a month, but when they, they invade, I want to join your band. That would be super Ooh. cool. Ima- imagine those bricks. Wait, but what if one of us is actually a reptile person? I thought we all we are. No? Yeah. Okay. I'm a shapeshifter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel, do you believe the, uh, the Earth is flat? I do not. Okay. Um... I feel like, you know, when you're, that. when you're on a plane, you know, and you can see, like, a little curvature going, yeah. that's all I really have to go off of, but I also don't fucking care, so I'm just like, <laughs> could be. I, um, I'm on the scene, too. I think it could know. be. Yeah. Like, it's not going to change my life in any way, you know? <laughs> yeah. That's okay, see, that picture, a uh, second row to the right. That one. Yeah. That, I mean, that looks round. That looks fucking. You know what, man? You ever been to space, bro? That looks round. Is it a fisheye lens, though? That's the question. Oh, my goodness. Exactly. I I don't think the burden of evidence is on the people thinking (laughs) that the Earth is round. Okay. That's all right. Well, you know what, guys? You know what, guys? Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it's not flat. I guess. Yeah, it's like if it is. If it is flat, it's being kept from me by. The powers that be, and it's like, and that's fine. I'm just, just excited yeah. by the idea of people see this podcast; it goes viral. They say "Fit for the Kings" is a flat Earth band. That hasn't been said yet. That would be pretty cool. That'd be, that, this is the clip. There you go. Appreciate that, man. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> clip it. So, uh, hey, Brian. So you you were in a band with with Bobby um, mm. prior to this band, correct? Oh yeah, was, dang, going way back. Was that uh, was 
were you from or based out of Fort? Uh, yeah, like the Fort Dallas Texas? Fort Worth. Okay, Dallas Fort, Fort Worth Fort area. Okay. Mm. Uh, started playing with Bob when I was nineteen, and here 19. I am, thirty-two. Bodies awake. Yeah. Yeah, bodies awake. No one should know that. <laughs> I'm surprised you know that. Yeah. So about you do your research. You dig deep. That's a, yeah. That's <laughs> so that's about like I say two hours away from Tyler, which is uh, where the original drummer was. Yeah. Yeah. Was from okay. Mm-hmm. I he, he's gone to country now. I heard badass. Yeah. 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 It is sick. badass. Yeah. Dude, Co Wetzel, it's ridiculous. He gets oh. pyro. Yeah. Can't say that about myself. You know. Not yet. You guys are on that he road, gets though. <laughs> he gets LED. Well, LED. I'll, I'll tell you what we can't say about ourselves is that he gets to play with, like, Snoop Dogg and shit. Yeah, that's, that's probably sick. not going to happen for us. You <laughs> yeah, know? They played a yeah. Snoop Dogg 420 <clears throat> show. Wow. Them and Co. Wetzel co-headlining. Yeah. That's so sick. sick. That's Pretty sick. Dope. Yeah. He got dapped up by Snoop Dogg, bro. Wow. That's, I mean, that's yeah. kind of a dream. Yeah. yeah. Honestly. That probably gives you some sort of, like, power. Like, if you, you know, if, oh. if Snoop Dogg... <laughs> If, if I could just up, smoke it, in the presence of Snoop Dogg, I think I would like that would that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah. Like you're there's just, an energy you're just smoking exchange. And you see him walk by, yeah. and you're just like best joint ever, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm now so much does Snoop Dogg <laughs> even get high anymore? Does he feel it? I don't know. Uh, I, good, good question. Yeah. He, he says his first time ever tapping out in his life was from Willie Nelson. So apparently he's the goat. Wow. Yeah, his, uh, that <laughs> makes amazing. sense. Apparently he's like the goat goat of, uh, of smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's sick. Willie Nelson. So uh, so again, Ryan, you so so you and Bobby first joined the band in like 2010, correct? Uh, yes. So to, it, uh, then the, the first record, which was independent, that came out like the uh, 2011. Like so yeah, it seems 2011. Like, so, so did you guys go straight into like writing that that first record or what? So, like, three or four of the songs were written before I joined with Bob by the uh, old vocalist. And then we re-recorded those. But we had written a couple songs, like, as tri- part of us trying out for the band, just to Sick. show us what we could, show them what we could do. And then, uh, yeah, we went straight into writing, because at that stage, we were all, like, 21 years old. And yep. it's funny, because that sounds so young. But at the time, I was like, hey, I got to figure out if this is, like, what I'm going to do. So let's just go all in and do like a full length record, even if we're independent, and then That's see great. what happens. It's like you never know until you try fully, like paid a publicist, out of pocket, did all that mm, stuff. Really? And, yeah. Had it mixed by Cameron Mizell, which was yeah. pretty, pretty sick at the time. Chango. So it was, it was expensive at the time because we didn't have a label or anything. But we were like, you know, we won't know if this is what we're meant to do or supposed to do unless you go all in yeah. to the best of our ability. And uh, that seemed to be the right choice because we did a, mu- a guy volunteered to do a music video for free. Uh, that video went got a million views like in six Whoa. months, which back then it was early YouTube, so it was still that's, like that's a big deal. It was a big deal, and then labels started reaching out and stuff like that. And yeah, it seemed like just going all in on that full length was the right decision. Because if we didn't, I probably would have just kept going to school or working and. It because it never makes like makes sense if you're just a local band to like quit everything unless yeah. you're willing to go all in and pursue it. And I tell people that <coughs> they're like, should I like I want to play music for a living? I'm like, then you're gonna have to go all in and see if it works out. Like you yeah. can't passively play music on the side. It's no. like you got to devote time and effort to it. I didn't know that. And then so you, I mean, yeah, you really put everything on the line and paid money that you probably didn't have yeah and then 
it's like, is this going to pay off? And you're probably thinking about quitting the band. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's quitting like, the band or like I'll just go do some local stuff yeah. and just play once a month and have fun with it or something like that. Um, we sold stuff. We were selling stuff, whether it was gear, game consoles, whatever we could to like pay for the record and stuff like that. So it paid Damn. off. Yeah, because it's like if you want it to work. And I wanted to leave music if I left music knowing I tried. And because yeah. it would really eat at me if I never like went all in. And then gave up, and then wondering, well, what if I had tried what harder? If? Yeah, that what if would eat away at you as you get older and older. Yeah, dude, you don't, you do not want a what if. Yeah, you don't, dude. So if it didn't work, I wouldn't have that what if. I'd be like, well, we tried, we gave everything, we did a full length, and yeah. nothing happened. Yeah. Well, it goes to show you got to sell your, you got to sell your video games. I know that hurt. <laughs> <laughs> that hurt, dude. It hurts to sell an Xbox. Dude. It, uh, <laughs> I'll never sell my magic cards though. <laughs> I'd sell an Xbox. I ain't gonna sell my magic cards. Not for you guys. Not for nothing. <laughs> well, at least the, the rules are established. That kind of sucks, dude. Yeah, I sold my first Nintendo and the first Sega. I wish I, I, wish I still had them. Yeah. And, you know, sold my first guitar. Could be over in the lobby so over there. You're right. Probably worth <laughs> a lot. My goodness, dude. Well, I mean, I'm glad. It's a good show, man. You guys. Oh, honestly. Yeah, we got some good stuff up there. Look at oh, that. No, get no, stuff. No. Stop looking at the TV. <laughs> we have them about it. We, we have cards. Hey, if you're I coming know. to a show, bring me and Kirby magic cards. Bring magic cards. New Phyrexia Dominaria. All, one set. Dominaria remastered set. Hit us with those. I'm trying to pull some vampiric tutors. All right, we'll get back to the music early. <laughs> yeah, dude. So it, it's great that you guys went all in, and then that obviously got attention from, like, you know, Solid State. And what, yeah. and what a, a legendary label to be a part of, man. Yeah, it's. Yeah. Uh, it's honestly cool working with them because they're a very small team. Um, nice. It's one of those things like we can hit them up and just say, hey, we need this, and there's not a bunch of red tape. They're just like, okay, and it just happens like within a day. Like if Damn. we're like, hey, we need some help with this, it's just you can talk straight to the owner. and yeah. just Dude, that's the best. Yeah, and I hear – I'm not going to say they're the best label you can be on. They're not the worst, but I like how – easy it is to like if we we were talking about we want videos for every song on the new record and there's like all right and then that's that's the end <laughs> oh, of it yeah, there's no there there's is. no bullshit i've like, talked to other cool. yeah. labels and it takes a few weeks minimum to like get approval because they got to go talk to accounting and then they got to talk accounting. to marketing and then they gotta see yeah. make sure this is the a wise decision financially and the way the owner yeah, solid states always put it is because he it's independent, truly. It's not attached to a major or anything. Oh, yeah. Um, good point. His goal is like, he's like, I don't care if it takes a few years for something to recoup. Where a lot of labels, they want it recouped in like six months. Mm -hmm. And yeah. so if yeah. they look at it from that time frame, like if we give them this money to do this right now, are they going to make it back in six months? Where he's like, I don't care. As long as one day it recoups, we're good. And that's kind of like a great, I think... Yeah, thing to he's have. willing to take a chance, and he doesn't necessarily... The team in general, we get to kind of come at them with our ideas and our vision and what we're looking to do, and um, we very rarely, if never, have been told no. Uh, you know, at mm -hmm. times they may be like, we don't, you know, think this may be the wisest thing, but generally that's coming from a place of experience. Um, yeah. So, and that's the thing that is... Uh, you know, I guess could be a, a, 
positive thing and a negative thing, right? If you get to do whatever you want, whenever you want, because uh, maybe you do some stupid stuff at times. But, yeah, uh, been there. you know, I think we've been good over the years at, like, you know, figuring out what works for us and also how to push the envelope, but not in a way that's, like, too extreme that we, you know, bastardize the band or, you know, quote-unquote kind of... You know, so yeah. they're they're the best team to work with for us, and and it's been really really enjoyable over the years. Yeah, it sounds like they really helped build like a solid foundation because you did your past. I mean, you have obviously you have seven records, but that was your first, that was your last six records, mm-hmm. and really, yeah. so obviously if you're still with them. It says, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, as you know, a lot. Probably you know, Bob, where you, yeah, um, I assume there's already talks, probably resigning. You know? no, we just did an extension. Really. Before this record, yep. yeah, that's that, that's a big deal. Yeah, yeah. Well, every time that we have been at the end of our contract, um, you know, it's kind of like in sports with uh, they get the first dibs before the last album. They can come at you and renegotiate, right? Mm-hmm. So, and then that album would be the first album on your new contract. Mm-hmm. So each time, they've come forward and wanted to renegotiate, and we get it where we want it to be. Ball, we get what we want, and. Uh, I would say we've got one of the better contracts in metalcore. You know, it's wow. we've been able to work with them for a long time, and Brandon has uh, been very willing to do what it takes to keep us. So, sounds like a cool dude, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, we are we're very lucky to work with him, and it's one of those things that a lot of bands, you know, they maybe are like hesitant. To sign there because they think that the label is Christian and mm. from everything that we all like grew up around, right? Mm-hmm. But they're not. It just, that was a thing in a moment of time. And they are very willing and looking at a lot of bands that do not come from that world. Mm-hmm. And if it's something you're looking at, good place to be. You know, you're going to get what you want. You don't have to deal with a ton of people. And uh, it's been very fruitful for us. So. Yeah. It's great. I mean, especially the older you get, the more you realize, like, man, I wish like I had like a smaller team. And then you're just trying to make things more simple. Yeah. And then when, yeah, I mean, the, I mean, the less people you're involved with, the better, you know. And um, spe- I mean, you guys are, are a perfect example too, because I mean, your the music has, um, you, I mean, you had so many styli- uh, stylistic changes. You know, to the yeah. fact that they like kind of you know stuck stuck by you. Mm-hmm. you know, it's fucking badass. Yeah, we just, you know, we've always wanted to be able to try new things and and be ourselves. And, um, you know, they just never really told us no because it's not one of those things that we have to, like, give them the record and then they have to approve it. And, well, we're just, what we do is what we do. They've never given any input. I know Dan's been on Solid State with other bands, too, and Solid State does not. I've been a part of Solid State for, like, gosh, close to 15 years now. Really? Yeah, so, um, yeah, dating back from, yeah, gosh, like 2009 or something crazy. But so, yeah, I've, I that's like the only label I've been on like my whole career. And they've always taken care of the bands that I've been a part of. So it's been great. You know, actually, it makes a lot of sense because they, I mean, I mean, they're obviously they have like the legendary band Zayo. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that if cool. you I was just jamming them yesterday. And I was like, damn, like those those records are all over the place. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. They have like those heavy legendary songs, but then if you listen to like the album front to back, all those, just like there's oh, yeah. interludes, oh, yeah. there's a ton of interludes and jammy mm-hmm. songs. I'm like, damn, like 
So I guess that they kind of had a foundation, just letting the band be. be Under the Oath band. was like that too, man. I mean, you never Under knew Oath. what Under Oath was going to do. They That's just came true. out of pocket. Like to find the great line yeah. and all that was. Yeah. They just did whatever they wanted. And coming from there, only chasing uh. safety into that vastly different records, and then yeah. you know, yeah. So, you know, I think that they have uh, learned to have a key, you know, a, a nice ability to let the artist be an artist, which That's great. is nice. You know, and uh, Tuck, I, I got to say, I mean, you're, you know, a great addition to the band. I mean, you joined, what, 2014? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. How did how, you guys meet up? I, I had a buddy who, uh, my friend Chris, uh, shout out Chris Aiken. Um, he, at the time, was tour managing Sworn In and Thy Artist Murder. Sick. And met the boys, a uh, guy that had done uh, Descendants and Creation Destruction, mm-hmm. decided to not tour. And uh, Chris just put in a word where he was like, yo, if you are interested, like, I got a guy. He's from New York, and, you know, he's down to tour and whatever. So I just started sending in videos to them. I took just, like, raw iPhone videos, me singing the songs. I wow. I did pre-pro to a song called uh, Breakaway that's on the record, Slave to Nothing. And then I had sent in this song um, called Selfish Eyes that I wrote with my buddy Max, who was in this band called That's Outrageous on Rise at the time. And... Uh, that song ended up being on Slave to Nothing too. And uh, after like three months of chatting with Jared and just texting, they just called me one day and they're like, "Yo, so you want to do this?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, absolutely." And I'm I'm just in the bathroom at work, like <laughs> been waiting for like ten minutes for this call because he had texted me, and he was just like, "Yeah, like how soon can you be here?" And I was like, "How soon do you want me?" And he's like, three days, okay." <laughs> Moved out of my apartment, took my car off the road, and bounced and just left and went to Texas and tried out for the mm-hmm. band. Like I had no guarantees. I had to like. I learned nine songs in like a week and then Whoa. went on a two-week run with them, Kublai Khan and Sirens and Sailors, and then at the Albany show, which was right before, uh, what was that festival we were, Jersey Festival? Was it, oh. Skate and Surf. Skate and Surf. Uh, we were playing in Albany, my mom and dad when they were there, <laughs> and small little crowd piece of shit venue, and right before the encore, they were like, yeah, we're going to have them join the band like in front of my family and stuff, so... It was very sweet, very sentimental. Still, like, gets me, you know. So we've had a nice bond since day one, and they've always treated me like family. So, you know, we've tried to keep that sentiment going, like, as we brought these guys into the band, too, and, you know, make it, like, more than just being in a band, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So so you... So you went, you left, but you didn't have a guaranteed spot. Nah, nah, I just quit. Like, my job had said, they were like, yeah, if you don't get it, you can come back, and... You know, we'll take you, but I would have had to just like come back and find a new apartment and do the whole thing over again. But you bring the boats. That's sick. Yeah, and I was twenty five too. I wasn't like a kid, you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. you know, I was living in a house with seven other people, having a lot of fun, partying a lot, and I just was like needed that life change, man, you know, and it happened. And that's why a slave to nothing record, like it was an interesting album for, for all of us at the time because, like, I feel like we were just trying to get to know each other, but I had technically joined the band, like, three days before we started working on it. Really? Yeah, so. Holy moly. Yeah, it's a lot. That's, that, it, that is a lot. Yeah, you know, because you're, like, getting to know them and trying to, like, write together when you don't even really, like, know each other that well yet. And it was a very mm. interesting experience for all of us, and, but a beautiful one at that. So, 
Are you, are you a part yeah. of like, you know, who's a psycho joint joining the band? <laughs> we were just trying to figure out what to call each other because his name is Ryan. Even yeah. though I, nobody calls me Ryan. So. Would you call me like Fish and Scab? Fish Scab. <laughs> we <were> just, <laughs> like, oh, the bass player, the Scab? Jeez, yeah. you guys are ruthless. I had, they, yeah, I had some, some fucked up nicknames oh, for scab? a while. And we then... Yeah. We went with Dude, Tuck because he anyway. tucked in his shirt before going out for the night. <laughs> and they just start, now there it's just Tuck. Yeah. Not a boy. I but. used to tuck in my shirt all the time, then I'd get in a couple, you know, and I'm not doing it as often. But <laughs> yeah, it's tucked with. So now when I order coffee, I'm Tucker and he's Ryan. Oh, wow. Yeah. <clears throat> I assume people call you Kirby then. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Yeah, people either call you like the first name or the last name because people call me Garza. Yeah. Um, that's, you know, I, I, okay. Got it's it. It's weird. There's like certain names. That just yeah. gra- people gravitate towards calling you. Totally. Whether it's Garza or Kirby, but you don't hear like Celaya. <laughs> Nobody's just like, hey, it's Celaya over here. Or Gailey. I'm going to start to, though. Hey. Unless you're a high school coach or something like that. Yeah, it like feels that. like a very sporty thing to do. Yeah, I, I got yeah. called Gailey a lot in like wrestling. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Got Get over Gailey. here, Gailey. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, mean, I, I think Dan's a cool name, Dan. Thanks. Straight to the point. Yeah, I was Dan. I was always I've been a Daniel like my whole life, and it wasn't until I started touring that people just from other places in the country started calling me Dan, and I was just like, "That's fine," yeah. <laughs> you know. Trey has a good name journey too. <clears throat> yeah my my real <laughs> my real name by birth is Alfonso, so my my full name is Alfonso Celaya the third. Like I have a three, like a Roman numeral three suffix. Okay, classy. But since I'm the yeah. third, I I go by Trey. Mm-hmm. If you know that probably, yeah, that doesn't make sense to some people, but it's like a a thing. There's know? a world okay. where people call you Al, and that's that, weird. That's more of my like, <laughs> my my grandpa and my dad were Al, but uh-huh. like. I've just always been Trey. Like they called me Trey since, but Trey's not like legally in my name. It's technically a nickname. Okay, if that makes sense. It does. Yeah. Yes. Holy moly. <laughs> yeah. So we all kind of have nicknames, I, I guess, except for Dan. Yeah. But I I, I like Dan. That's a good hearty name. Yeah. You're a pure Old good Dan. guy. There's yeah. Dan. I'll yeah. tell my parents that that you're stoked on it. <laughs> you know a guy named Dan's always down to help you out. If you need it. <laughs> that that is true. That, <laughs> that is like true. Chicken noodle soup of names. Just oh a my hearty, goodness. solid. Name. I like it. So I really want to talk about the fifth record, Dark Skies. It came out in two thousand eighteen. Yeah. What was what was the difference with that record? Like your uh, your whole like like the whole approach to it? Because uh, I mean sonically it sounds different, uh, sicker. Uh, obviously, you have like the—I mean, your biggest song on there. Mm-hmm. And yeah. what, what was like, what was like the process like? It was way different because we started going to Drew Folk, and I think that was the first time we had like a producer really be involved. And mm-hmm. no offense to any producer before that, because I think some of in it a, is yeah, I guess in a different way, just like the songwriting aspect. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. I don't. Some producers I don't think were super as interested as in our band as we were in them. It seemed like Which you only fine. like had engineers before, yeah, seemed, you know. Oh, so this is the go. first time yeah. Drew was like writing with us. It was like a member of the band, really hands on, mm-hmm. and he reached out to us wanting to work with us. It wasn't like we were huh. deciding where we wanted to go, and Drew reached out wanting to work with us. So he 
definitely had this like hunger to do the record. And I think that was something that was different. Where in the past we chose where we were going. And obviously we still chose Drew, but we sure. were the ones reaching out to the producers to gauge if they were interested, whereas we knew yeah. it was mutual with Drew. And I think mm. that really, uh, and obviously Drew has turned into one of the biggest rock metal producers <clears throat> in the genre. I mean, he just did the last Disturbed record, yeah. stuff like that. Oh, nice. So he's yeah. like, he he does like Ice Nine, Motionless and White. Wow. And uh, the new Wee Car. Like, he's killing it. And he's just very motivated. And we actually worked less, but got more done because he takes weekends off. And somehow mm-hmm. that felt like, I like, we liked his workflow because some yeah. producers like working till 2 or 3 a.m. And that's mm-hmm. not our. And yeah. we also became very close. Like, you know, now we've done. Th- three records with Drew and each time has been like an evolution in our relationship and he just he doesn't want to just work with a band to work with a band like if he's not interested in like getting to know you as people I don't think because he can kind of just do what he wants at this point but at that time the most you know amazing thing about I think that chunk of time when Dark Skies came out was it was that he did the Amir comeback record, he did Chelsea Grin Hostage, he That's did sick. like all this motionless Ice Nines blow up record all in that year. Whoa, and he also did Little Peep and stuff, yeah. Too, he did, so he's yeah. special time. So he just has done, um, there he is, our fucking boy. There you go. Um, probably gonna see him tomorrow. Um, yeah, he's up in LA, yeah, and uh, oh, wow. he is the person that, uh, yeah, he, he changed our lives, man. Yeah, yeah. So when you're like, when you're working on like, you know, when everything means nothing, I think when everything means nothing is a great title Mm because it's like simple, effective, but it's the hardest things to come up with. Yeah. You know, (laughs) that's simple, boom, everything means nothing. I think Ryan named that song. Yeah. uh, Yeah. It just kind of went along with the theme that was being written. Tuck came up with the premise and like the line in the chorus and a good amount of the the whole beginning. We... it's an interesting song because yeah. at, at that time we were like transitioning into Ryan like si- Ryan had really been like working on learning to sing and like being the lead singer of mm. the band not doing good cop bad cop with like screamer <laughs> guy and, and bass guy singing and I have a pretty big ego and I had I a really you. hard time transitioning in like taking a step back mm. and uh so that's kind of where that comes from because the like ones and zeros fill my eyes all the stuff is just thinking about like when slave to nothing came out and like all these people just tearing you up and they don't even know what you're fucking writing about and the whole album's about like my best buddies that fucking died and all this shit and i'm joining this new band i'm totally vulnerable mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff sticks with you, man, you know? So then when you're doing that transition and working it out, it was something that we were figuring out, and uh, it was just very raw. Like, I, I wrote, like, this whole chunk of lyrics, and then Bobby was like, this line, this line, this line, this line, and that's what became the beginning part of the song. And then when we were working on it, we just were stuck for a second sitting in the room, and Kirby had... Uh, had done the first line that I try to smile, try to fight, just say I'm okay. And then I was like, but every day feels like a hurricane. And then nice. we just mm-hmm. like, it just clicked and we just did it. And then, yeah. 
And then I had the line, uh, yeah, I was born in the rain. And uh, we just worked on it, and it just kind of came. Like, it's kind of a blink of an eye. And thing. when we did it, we didn't even think it was going to be, like, a huge song. We were just no, like, oh, it's really? just a cool song. And I, I think that's what's funny is, same with Price of Agony. and all. Death Grip was even like that on the Yeah, Death Grip wasn't even a single. It was just the last track of a record. But it's weird because it's almost like when you're trying the least to write your biggest song, that's where the biggest song comes from. What the fuck? Yeah. yeah. And it really was. It wasn't like all these changes and alterations and changes and reworking. It was just it just happened and it was done. That was it. So the what it didn't really go to any like extreme like reworking phase. Like nah. once that once you had the core of the song, I mean that was pretty much the song. Yeah. Yeah. Was, Whoa. Yeah, this is just it. So it was a special one. But yeah, like Price was like that. Price of Agony was legit just you know, blasted through that song pretty easy. Like Drew <coughs> that's part of his specialty is you know, there's some some magic he gets in that room. Like by making people vulnerable and getting them to express things that maybe like we haven't communicated, not just on a record, but to each other, stuff mm. like that, you know. And it's great. Like you hear stories about even, you know, him working on the state champs record and them all sitting together working on lyrics and, you know, putting words together and you know, he just, he cares. He cares in a way that a lot of people don't care. And I think that he's, his goals are different. He doesn't care about the coolest guitar tone in the world. He's like, I want to write the most badass song ever. Mm -hmm. That's it. Every time. It's all that matters. <clears throat> yeah, we're not playing with a bunch of gear. We're not, and I love that shit. Don't get me wrong. Like, you heard me talking about my buddy's guitars and stuff. We love that stuff, but. He would you know. say that he is a. I, and there's Jeff, too. Yeah. Hey. He would say that he's a he's a big picture guy, not a parts guy. You know, he's thinking about full scope, whereas like some of us can tend to be like, oh well, like especially myself, like I'm always focused on like oh well, like little intricacies of you know what's happening in the song, and he's just like, I don't. You guys figure all that yeah, out. Like, you can work on that in after hours, wow. like if you want to change the riff up. Yeah. But he's worried about the structure and how catchy the song and chorus is and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Whoa. So the, I mean, so the song's done. You put the least like reworkings into it. They didn't even know it's gonna be a single, and then it. So, so you say that you didn't really realize it was gonna be a single. But when it's done, obviously you get like you know like the mix and the master back, and you're hearing it in your car. It's like okay, is mm. this okay? Well, we're gonna make a video for this song. Is that what's going? Yeah. Yeah, I think some songs were like this song needs a video to like properly portray the emotion in it and stuff yeah. like that. Because we've done plenty of videos where it's like performance and it just doesn't hit. And it's like, how effective are performance videos at a certain point versus yeah. like if you have a really emotional song or like look at like Lorna Shore even with some of their like Pain Remains songs and stuff like that. The video adds so much emotion to the track that you might not have picked up if the video wasn't there. Mm. So I think True. videos need to be treated almost as like a... Uh, a way to amplify the message of the song more than just like here's us playing in a really cool room which we've done that a lot of times of course mm -hmm. and we've noticed our biggest videos are the ones that have visuals or a story that amplifies the meaning of the song yeah it's like uh, you establish like a deeper connection with uh, whoever may be watching it right? yeah and then yeah. and turned out uh, that'll transfer over to uh, obviously Spotify and the stream so that one it's just, it's just connected, man. 
Yeah, we got really lucky with that song, man. It's all yeah. luck, right? It is, honestly. Right yeah. place, right time with a lot of mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, learn every song and, you know, everyone knows it's like GCD, like, you know, major pop chords and stuff <laughs> and you can shoot for the bag, but, like, I think that the realist stuff works, you know? Um, and that's one of the things I think that's, you know, been so nice about, you know, being with someone like Drew and just the evolution of our band is, like, I think the most, the newest record that we create is the most vulnerable thing we've ever created. And, you know, if you listen to that record and you don't feel like you know Ryan better or know the band better, then mm-hmm. you didn't you didn't pick up on it, you know. So, you know, I think it's songs like When Everything Have Helped Us to Learn to Open Up, which has been really nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, with um, with Dark Skies, I mean, how was, like, the reaction, like? Because, I mean, that, that single is kind of different. Like, yeah. you, did you expect, like, like, a backlash or something? It's, um, I don't know. I feel like Dark Skies, our expectations were still not crazy high. Like, our band was not huge. We are drawing, like, 300 people if we played a headline show, maybe. And it was like our thinking was still pretty small on, like, goals where we were just trying to write records we liked and we just wanted the band to get bigger. But to get bigger than that's not, like, a massive, like, breakthrough success type thing. And then... um so we weren't I feel like we hadn't I feel like we hadn't uh, settled on a sound yet because we were like clearly what we're doing now it's like we're enjoying it and it's fun but it's not pushing far out so mm-hmm. we felt like we still had the freedom to kind of experiment because I feel like the larger your band gets the harder it is to like deviate mm-hmm. yeah. from what made you successful yeah because mm-hmm. at the time I think our and it's not the best gauge but it's just it is a gauge like our band had like 200,000 monthly listeners and stuff whenever we were in the studio doing Dark Skies so it was like looking back we're like dang that's like like Kingdom of Giants has 300,000 monthly listeners and they're the yeah. opener on the tour and it's like our band wouldn't even be uh, big enough to be there and it's cool so I think when we put out the song and it blew up, it got that album got us up to like six hundred thousand, and it was like cool. So it's like triple, yeah. And it really set up for the next records. That's a great. That's a, what you call a great response. Yeah, it's, <laughs> that's uh, a. Oh my goodness, man! Holy crap! So yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah. So then obviously that leads you to to the path, and then uh, so during the uh, Dark Skies uh, part touring cycle, I mean Daniel, is this where is this where you? You joined? Yeah. Um, so I had um, met the guys through um, a playing another band called Phineas, and we had done some tours together. Um, just became friends and everything. And um, <clears throat> yeah, when when Bob, who is is still in the band, just not actively touring, um, you know, kind of decided to. Um, to stop touring, um, just kind of asked me if it was something that I'd be interested in, and um, you know, I was like, yeah, yeah, you know, like I'll 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 do like some tours and stuff. Hadn't really like committed to much other than just filling in, and it just worked so well and everything, um, you know. And it was a it was a good fit. We all got along really well. Um, we were all excited about you know just kind of bringing in a a new tool to the band, so yeah. to speak. Um, so yeah, the path was was my first record and um, <clears throat> big big learning experience for me. Um, How so? With just like 
I have always kind of like produced my own records, like been mm. the guy in the chair and stuff. So like working with another producer who was, you know, I mentioned earlier, like I'm thinking about parts and this is like this big picture guy, like mm-hmm. really had to figure out how to work together. So that was like a pretty hard, um, process for me, that first record. Um, but the record, you know, turned out great. Um, it's still doing really well. And through that, Drew and I really like kind of figured out how to work with one another. And now we have yeah. like this really great system down of, you know, just like we're just kind of kind of throw in parts or whatever. And then um, I engineer like all of our, our records. So like I've kind of worked in my like little like flashy stuff just in like the engineering stage and, you know, yeah. things that I like want to like include in there as so, well. Like- so going off what Dan said like it'll be we'll get done with the day with a song right and like have it all fleshed out and then he'll be like okay Dan like now you get in the chair and then they'll actually sit and track guitars and stuff and Dan will track Mm. the record um, Mm. alongside like Drew and they work together so it's Mm. become like a team project since Dan joined the band Mm -hmm. just because he's so meticulous it uh, just adds a lot of flavor to the guitars and allows it to just yeah. get a little riffy or a little crazier because mm-hmm. between just guitar riffs uh, and, like, his ability to, like, super shred and his voice when it comes to harmonies is bonkers. Like, dude Thank has you, crazy... Oh, of that. course. Dude's got crazy pitch Beautiful. and he can sing super, super high and do all these, like, Sam Carter pitch yells and stuff. So when it came to, like, adding a tool to the band... He plays a different style of guitar than Bob does and had all those vocal abilities where it just made so much sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we got lucky. Yeah, thank you, bud. It's a family now. Yeah, yeah. you know it. You know it. And, and the uh, funny thing, Trey actually tried out. Like, well, <clears throat> we asked Trey and Dan both had, like, filled in on guitar yeah, in the improv. It, it, like, it was like a point where he came in for a tour, right? What, yep. like, what was that? It was yeah. a Prada headliner. Uh, even before that, mm-hmm. I think Fitz's first headline. The one with Norma Jean? Yes. No, it was Like Moths. Still? Like Moths. Like yeah. Moths. Yeah. It was basically whatever I was doing, any like Phineas stuff. We had to Trey figure would, out it. Yeah. would come oh. and play guitar on like whenever I was not. So they were available. both swapping off filling yeah. in yeah. on wow. guitar. I don't know if it was me first or I don't I know if Dan Trey had already done. I might have done the first yeah. thing, but yeah, I, I played guitar uh, during the kind of it was right as um, Dark Skies was kind of like in the album rollout. Yeah. So I've kind of been playing with the band since 2018. Mm-hmm. And I was playing guitar for a while and we, we were swapping tours, like they said. Um, and I'm from another band called Invent Animate. Badass. And uh, so it's kind of the same situation as Bob now, where I'm like, I don't actively tour with them now, but I still am like a writing member. So. That's how we know each other, just from playing shows and both being from Texas and yeah. stuff like that. But um, yeah, so I, I've been—I don't know—I've considered that, like, you know, once you tour with a band a few times, you have that like kind of brotherly thing with them. And so I've kind of considered them family for like a while. And I, I've just joined recently, so I've been in the band. I guess it's like a year and five months or something. Yeah. yeah. So. Um, but it definitely feels like longer than that. Yeah, mm-hmm. we we have more of a history than that, yeah. so it, it feels like more. Um, but yeah, I came in. My first official album was this recent one, the the Hell We Create. So, yeah, do you guys lock yourselves in like a Airbnb? We live in one, but we 
Well, we did that this last record. The uh, previous two, we lived in the studio. He had like a bunk room. Oh. But uh, we switched over to an Airbnb. It was like a three-minute drive. And honestly, we loved the Airbnb. Much more vibe. enjoyable. Yeah. 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 We like, in, in general, doing that kind of stuff just because everyone has like kind of their roles. And we, we live together well yeah. when we need to. We're yeah. all married, so we're good at oh, being... Oh, yeah, uh, you, got, you, got, you, know, you guys are married. We got our shit together. <laughs> good roommates. Yeah. 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 Keeping it clean. Yeah. How was that experience for you? Because, like, obviously, like, there, there was, like, a history, and you have, like, the deep Texas root. Like, okay, like, it seems like you just officially joined a band, and, you go, and we went straight into, like, an album? Uh, yeah, pretty much. Someone to talk? Yeah. yeah. You guys are crazy. <laughs> For it's me, pretty psycho. We really wanted. We really wanted him. He's probably going to say something similar about wanting his drums on it because he's the one who's going to be playing the drums. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I pretty meticulously like because the way you know they very much have like a formula. You know, it's mm-hmm. like Bob and Drew in the chair a lot of the time, and they're just like laying parts down. And Drew's a drummer, so he'll kind of just he'll map out parts and. You know, here's a skeleton, and here's just a here's a fill that gets the job done. And so, like, it'll um, you know, when I listen back to it, I'm all I can hear is like, oh, that drum sounds like cheesy or something, you know. Sure. So, <laughs> I pretty meticulously went back through all the drums and just tried to kind of put my own, I don't know, stylize them the way that I mm-hmm. would, um, and. Uh, and it's like they work through MIDI because it's just quicker, and so mm-hmm. we just did that. And um, but yeah, for like my like I said, they very much have a formula down, and it, so it's kind of coming into a new space where it's like, okay, these guys have a thing going, and I I don't I'm not gonna try to come in and like step on anyone's toes or sure. like interject too hard. Um, of course, if like anyone has an idea that they like really feel passionate about, it's like you can you can say it and like your voice can be heard. Mm-hmm. But it's good. It was so I was trying to like I was trying to figure out just like my role the best way I knew how, and so it kind of took like a couple weeks of being there. But after a while, I was like, I think the best way that I can contribute right now, since they have such a strong <laughs> like um, writing relation relationship that I don't want to like mm-hmm. impede on was uh to try to just start doing like sound design stuff mm-hmm. um and i've gotten like over the pandemic i i uh i learned how to use like logic and just got pretty savvy nice. with like uh recording and making demos and stuff like that um so i just tried to i was like okay while they're doing everything else i can wait for some drums to come back to me and i'll rework drums and i'll also try to like add some like atmosphere to the songs that they're pumping out um just for layers and textures and whatever and uh for me that's like so far has been one of the best ways that i can contribute and even for this headliner that we're doing right now i tried to do a lot of that stuff too like sound design where like in between every song there's really never a dead moment like Mm -hmm. it's there's always something happening or i i like I took themes and motifs from existing songs and tried to create like really cinematic or maybe moody pieces that feel like, and it's all working with the lights and everything. And it makes it feel more experiential and like rather than just like, 
Okay, here's the next song. Yeah. We're going to we're going to roll into the yeah. song. It's more of just like everything's just building and flowing in and out of it, so it just it feels a lot more cohesive and kind of like cinematic that way and that's kind of like Kirby mentioned earlier with like, you know, some songs need like a video or need something to kind of like properly express like the emotion whatever. Mm-hmm. And I, that's been very gratifying in like the sound design aspect of things for me. Whereas like it, like kind of hearing it back and feeling how it feels in the room when we're when we're playing those songs now, it feels bet like it feels like it amplifies. Yeah, mm-hmm. like I uh, agree. Yeah. Speaking of like you know the clips and certain songs, but like the one that he has that Trey created, like going into when everything, it's like yeah. just the perfect. It's like fucking see in heaven right before you play the song it's like nice <laughs> it just gets you in this place it's perfect and since on this tour we got to uh do led walls and all this stuff sick the media person that we have with us on this uh tour his name is anthony tran and, and absolutely mind-blowing he, he was out with pierce the veil on the previous tour we did mm. and he designed all the videos that are in the led wall so also having him here doing the pictures and video while his show that he helped create, um, you know, really has, is going to be like a cool tool to utilize. But so since he made that, what we did first was have Trey just like lay out the set and make all his interludes and stuff like that. And then we got to put all these pieces into Whoa. it and bring it out. So it feels like a show, you know, yeah. so it's not just like, hey, we're going to play 10, you know, 12 singles for you or whatever. It's just feels like a little mini movie, you know. You guys put a lot of time into like the small details. Yeah, trying, trying to do that more and more. I would and say that that's definitely been a, a thing in the past like couple <laughs> years, especially like just um, you know, I think the way that you guys did things in the past, it was just like only a few tracks, and um, you know, we started doing things like adding like um, like vocal references in our ears, and just like mm-hmm. having you know, all just like way more detailed like track sessions and stuff that have just only made the band sound better. Dan made the just... best trick ever for me, he did the coolest thing. Where and since we use Kempers, mm-hmm. we have our Kempers hooked up to the computer in MIDI, mm-hmm. yeah. So all the times if there's a breakdown where it goes dun 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 dun. It cuts in the MIDI. That's why I can spin my guitar so much and not have it make any noise. Oh my yeah, because god! Because it literally it would, and I don't have to touch uh, it up. It would be so, like, you know, yeah, like in the past or like, um, so. yeah, I'll be like climbing the fence or something, and you just hear slamming against it, and Brian would just be like, "Dude, I our sound guy, of course, dude, you're off." like this <laughs> and uh, so Dan, when he came in, he just like pulled that out and made this trick, and I was like, because people. You know, they will be like, "How do you? How are you silent during those parts?" Because so yeah. that's Dan. Sick. Dan yeah. and I are both from like our our band backgrounds are more like technical shreddy stuff, and so I think we mm-hmm. both have the brains that are like, "We're the detail guys. Yes. Like we're gonna we're gonna yeah. like really fixate. Everything's on the stuff gonna that, be perfect. Yeah, like, that yeah, no yeah. one else cares about, <laughs> but we care so much that we just have to do it and yeah, like yeah. spend hours on it. So mm-hmm. that's kind of our, you know." where we yeah and and it's helped so much with like between all that kind of stuff and you know having his style where now he's also doing like a drum solo on on this tour and Mm -hmm. stuff like i said with you know dan adding in not just the shred and the vocals it's definitely helped to i think elevate the show and Mm -hmm. have it be you know 
you know, throwing not a ton of metal bands are throwing in three part harmonies and shit like that. Like, yeah. So we're just trying to uh, do that while also being like story of the year energetic. Mm-hmm. Like it's got to be balls <coughs> out, entertaining the whole time. So, dude, I see it. I mean, it's kind of. It's kind of why we're here is how I found out about you guys. Literally, dude, I'm fucking, I'm, I'm at home. I'm about to eat some pancakes or some pizza. I go up my Instagram and literally, kidding you not, about 90% of the time, I see you. Yeah. Literally, That's dude. pretty cool. I'll, no, I'll, no, I'll, I was like, who, who is, because at that point, I, I didn't know who Fit for King was. Yeah. And then I keep, um, I just then I explored like, you know, your band and then like, like, your, like your social media presence. I thought, like, these guys are doing it right. I think I, I, like mm-hmm. this is sick, dude. I, I always see them, but it's not overbearing. And then uh, it's, uh, it's funny we, we had we, we had a joke before you, before you guys came in. Here. I'm like, man, I didn't realize how big of a band they are, mm-hmm. and, you know, until I did the research. Thank you. I was like, damn, these guys are are fu- they are a massive band right now, man. They they they've been through a lot and really made a name, you know. I think that's the since we haven't you know headlined a lot, like Ryan said before, like this tour right now is kind of us kind of trying to put our stamp on it, you yeah. know what I mean? And having people finally maybe see where we're at and what we've been doing. And uh, thank you for saying that. Yeah. You know, no, you, no, you guys already have, have your stamp and no one's ever going to take that away yeah. away from you. They'll, they'll, they'll try, but yeah. they'll, you, yeah. guys, you guys have a, a permanent stamp. It's dope. Well, thank you, it's man. It's fucking yeah. badass. It's really cool. Yeah. You know? And I was like, damn, I'm like, we're a little bit jaded. And I was like, you know, we need, we need like, I'll see you guys. And I'll tell the, uh, my guys, like, we need, like, a social media presence. What the fuck? Yeah. Dude, that, that, <laughs> the videos going viral, though, is a total fluke, man, where, like, really? you know, we've tried stuff like that in the in the past. And I just got lucky where, you know, I posted that video. And, uh, and then, like, a week or two after, it took a little bit. Like, it started doing okay. And then it caught the algorithm. And that wow. one video doubled my Instagram following. Whoa. Yeah, it just, it stayed in the algorithm for like five weeks and it hit three million plays. That's so, and then because of that, other videos of mine started going and I started like yeah. checking, you know, being like, I think these hashtags are working and, you know, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, the guy that was working media for us at the time, Trevor, like he really was super involved and, and learned, you know, what works for our band too. And yeah. he caught some really cool moments. One of the things that we've noticed too, like, you put all this effort into all these crazy videos, and then you just get that one iPhone video, and it just pops. Dude, that blows me away you sometimes. But like you put yeah. all, you put all the effort into all this, and like, but the one like you know, post yeah. it, and then it's fucking, it takes off. Yeah. Yeah. it's so mind blowing, dude. And it's weird because like even now that one video has been made into all these like compilations Sick, where it's like. Know expectation fail and it's been shared in so many languages and stuff where like there's a ton there's a ton that go out <laughs> and like regret. I'm not tagged in them or whatever but I don't care like you know occasionally it's cool or nice you know if they uh some people start tagging me in it like I will oh, be like that, that that's the one dude <laughs> And we, some people have even tagged in and been like, yo, I'm the guitar player in the fail or whatever. We 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 have all been hit by either him or his bass multiple mm-hmm. times, though. Yeah. Because so. it has mine, too. I, there's there's one I'm that, a little bit shielded. <laughs> yeah. His symbols aren't safe. And there's one at Warp Tour 2017. I threw my guitar. Like, it's happened three times, but my strap breaks and I throw it and I hit a security guard in the nuts. And, uh, you know, that was, oh, shit. yeah, like my first video that ever, like, kind of went viral. But 
Yeah, man. It, it, I that just, got, I straight uh, up got lucky, dude. Like, I didn't, I don't know. That what guy's happened. infertile now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> done. But yeah, I guess just, you know, in terms of the bass player thing, I just, I don't know, man. A lot in, in a metal in general, not a lot of people think about bass players, no bass players or whatever. And, you know, I, I grew up loving The Chariot and Story of the Year and, like, you know, all these bands that put on these crazy entertaining shows bleeding through fucking mm-hmm. like you know watching those spin kicks and shit i was like yeah that's like that's what i want to do and uh when i was a kid in high school i had this homie steve-o who was in a band that uh he was older than me and just he had crazy stage presence and just uh, been ripping him off for 20 years over the years doing backflips dude they're the shit man that's like so yo sick. you don't want to talk about like good guitar spins and shit like this band was goaded and like they just they they put on the most wild show, but and like Seosin, like dude, there's this one video of Justin Shikoski where he does the OG like I'm gonna throw it ten times around him, yeah. And uh, you know I, he's been tagged in my videos so much where he even like uh, you know we DM'd each other I, and I was just like <laughs> he blocked you. He <laughs> blocked, I was like, so tired of fucking seeing this. Yeah, guy. yo, this video, yeah, yeah, check this shit out. It's so sick. Um, but I told him I was like, yo, man, like you're the whole reason why I do this and that, you know, I'm definitely just ripping you off and he was like, yo, man, every time I see it, it makes me smile. And I was like, that's, that's, the, that's the cool shit because I just, I love Sayosin, man. Here we go. With a Les Paul, bro. Oh, my goodness. Sick. So <laughs> just so vertical. That's yeah, a, crazy. That is a Les Paul. Well, he's Gibson, a much bigger is, guy, too. He's that's like a heavy guitar, man. And they are heavy. Especially in, oh, you know, that what, 2007 or something? So that, mm. that guitar is heavy. My goodness. But, yeah, dude. amazing great bands. Band. Dude. Amazing band, great so. bands. Dude. Say, listen, shout out. Yeah, thanks. Mm-hmm. How long has the, uh, your new record been, been out? Since October, yeah. so about four or five months. How's, it, how's the uh, reaction been? Uh, honestly... Seeing in this European tour we just did, and then the first show of this tour, it seems like it's going really, really well. It was mm-hmm. kind of hard to gauge at first because when it came out, we were on that I Prevail Pierce the Veil tour, and we didn't have a lot of fans at this. So yeah. every show was like massive. You're like, oh, the yeah. fucking killing yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You're just yeah. there absorbing. You know? yeah. yeah, we were just True. there absorbing. We were leeching fans from them. Uh, but yeah, it seems like it's going really, really well. Like between this tour. And the first show of it, at least, and then the European tour, people seem to really like it. It's great, yeah. Fans seem seem stoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, if you if you if you put out a record and one song hits your mm-hmm. fucking top five, you're like success. Yes, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah you know, now that we you've got a whole rotation of stuff going into it, it is uh, you know uh, it, always interesting seeing how people take to your new album and stuff like that. But I think. Yeah. Uh, Things have been going great for us. You know, mm. I'm really happy with it. So you, you guys earned it. You guys yeah. fucking earned it. It's fucking set, seven records. You guys put your stamp, and you guys have a, a solid spot in in a scene and and a genre. Now you guys have literally. It's so fucking crazy. We have like you without even trying. You built your own. You built your whole career. And oh shit, we have all these songs to play. Yeah. And and and, and, yeah. and, and uh, the people that have bought tickets are going to know all these songs. That's yeah. just like wild feeling that's it is. it's so wild to be mm-hmm. able to you guys you guys built your career and you have i mean hearing your story now that there's a, that's a solid foundation and it explains a lot why why you guys are here and why you guys have Thank have you. have the name 
Mm. You know, and not not a lot, lot, lot of bands have that. It's dope. We're doing yeah. something fun for the, you know, fans that are down to come to VIP and stuff, too, where we let them all vote on throwback songs. So we're playing some songs mm. from the first three, re- three songs from the first three records. Yeah. Uh, just for the fans, like, at the VIP. So that's been a really cool experience, too, is, yeah. like, wow. playing some songs that we haven't played in seven, eight years, you know. Nice. It's cool. So... That's fucking badass. Yeah. Uh, what, uh, if I do research on on a band or a guest lately, lately I've been like listening to the whole. I'll, I'll start with album one and, and just go to see, kind of feel that like you know. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, there's a uh, this, you're the second band I've seen this, but uh, I, your first record that was independent was you put it out again later. Yeah. Right. And I see I saw this word. I'm like, what does Redux re Redux Redux. Redux. I don't know yeah. why it was called that, honestly. What What does that mean? We just, they, so the money from the streaming that was starting to kind of dry up. And at the time, our band was really small. So we yeah. needed all the money we could get to, like, for van and trailer <laughs> and all that. And then our label was like, hey, if you want to re-record it and make a re-release kind oh. of, then we'll... uh you know, we'll cover that. We'll do a 50-50 split on it. Sick. And we'll, so it kind of like, and they gave some money up front because obviously buying nice. the rights to the music. So it really helped like at the time because that album, when it was doing well, the independent, we were making like two, three grand a month on like streaming. That's And a, then that's it started drying up to like 600 as the new records mm. started coming out and it got older. Mm-hmm. And we were like, you know, we want to upgrade our gear and stuff like that. Sure. So when they're like, hey, we'll give X amount of money up front to buy the rights and Sick. do a 50-50 split. We were just like, but you just have to re-record it, re-release it to kind of yeah. reintroduce it to the world. Mm. That's and, a, a good option for a lot of bands. I mean, one we were just talking about on the car right here. Thrice just redid Artist in the Ambulance and re-recorded the whole thing. What? What? Yeah, re-recorded yeah. the whole record. And How recent is that? Huh? How uh, how recent is that? Week or two? Oh yeah, yeah that's really recently. Like, uh, just yeah. put it out. But the other thing is, uh, it's like the Taylor Swift yep. situation. So like, you have a record, you put it out. Somebody else owns the masters, but mm-hmm. it's been like I forget legally if it's like eight years post uh, recoup or something like that. You can retain rights or you can re-record it. And you can just put out your own version of it. Yeah, so that's she, why there's the Taylor recorded, version like, of everything is yeah. because she can just push the streams of that, and then she owns all of those masters. Holy and sure, boy. you, the label, own the original ones, but when you have the power to get fans to be influenced by it, which Artists in the Ambulance came out on Island Def Jam, I assume that they probably... Did it really? Yeah. It came out on Def Jam? Island Def Jam. Yeah, that man Thursday... Uh, at that time, we're signed to Island Def Jam and War All the Time came out by Thursday, and uh, Artist in the Ambulance came out by Thrice. Let's see, label mm. Island Records. I don't play. <laughs> wow. <clears throat> yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, yes, it, sir. Yeah. That was when they were taking a chance on the scene. Yeah, all, like, uh, yeah, I didn't know that was a, a, a ma- major yeah. label fucking record. Yes, sir. That, I mean, that, that's the record. Holy moly. Yeah. So they, they re recorded. The, this album yes sir mm-hmm. and they have like guest vocals on a lot of the songs like Sam Carter's on a song and there's some other oh, wow. features that's cool. yeah. yeah that's dope he was saying it sounds great I haven't listened to it yet but Trey says it sounds awesome sounds cool like it's like more of their I don't know Dustin's voice is so much more Matured. seasoned now Husky. and it like so it's just got got the extra like flavor in it now and, and everything's kind of more their 
modern recording style. It sounds cool. That's great. Yeah, they're they're playing around here pretty soon. So the the, the, the timing of that's pretty. That's that's very well thought out. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. What a fucking legendary band, dude. One of my faves. We yeah. watched them play in the rain wow. at. Uh, Oh, at uh, Blue Ridge. I cried like a bitch. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah first we're on stage and uh, we're side stage and he's, uh, they're playing uh, Black Honey and I'm, I, I started crying. I was like, man. Oh, Black Honey. Fuck. And we go out and we go out to like right in front of the soundboard and it starts hitting with the rain mm-hmm. and uh, they play Hurricane and I, it's nice. going to rain. It's going to rain. <laughs> Oh, it was the best, man. They sounded they just, so good. They did. It is, you know, they're just one of the most amazing bands uh, for me. They're the just goats. stylistically the so unique. Dustin's voice is so unique. Uh, plus, Tepe making his own guitars now yeah. and playing them. Uh, but sick. just one of my favorites. Love that band to death. Yeah. Tepe was, like, perfect. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, he literally like his guitar was so clear, and he literally did not do anything wrong. Yeah, he's not playing like the most technical stuff, but some there, of it's like pretty there were some like though. tap slidey things and stuff like that. And yeah. he was and he was doing that shit when people were not like you had like minus the bear and like some bands getting really weird with tapping stuff, but mm-hmm. he was one of the band one of the guitar players that popularized that for sure. Yeah. Like, you know, mm-hmm. it's pretty sick. Well, I mean. Uh, I don't want to keep you guys for too long. I know you guys got to go back and sound check. Mm-hmm. But, uh, man, I appreciate the fuck out of you guys. Thank you for making that drive and, and, and making time. I know you guys are only on day two, which is day two is 10. tends to be harder than day one sometimes. You're trying to, like, you, you don't have your schedule yet, but now yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I got to go to fucking do this podcast. Your neck is You're older. You're feeling it. It's like, I, I, I got to do my yoga. Yeah, that's... <laughs> we surprisingly had a very easy day one yesterday, so... Really? Uh, yeah. Not really good. So hopefully today we'll we'll continue that trend. Yeah. So. What? I'm telling you guys, what a fucking sick lineup, man. <clears throat> yeah. Fucking uh, it really North is Lane. Dude, it's it's oh, crazy, wolf. bro. Yeah, if you're if you're chilling, man, you want to come see see the show tonight. I, I'll be there. It's yeah. fun as fuck, man. Oh, I am. Yeah, it's a uh, it's a good time. It's very metalcore. If you love metalcore, this is the show to see. Holy so, moly! It's selling out pretty good. We're we're doing okay. To be you know? sold out shows that are fucking massive venues. Oh my goodness, dude! You guys going everywhere? Yeah, Texas. So uh, so would Dallas be a hometown show for you guys? <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, we got Houston, San Antonio. Uh, you guys going to Florida, Atlanta. Baltimore, Yo, Houston, you see how you don't got a low ticket warning? That's how it be. <laughs> Get on it. Houston <laughs> is actually, I think, uh, one of the hardest markets to yeah. like, like it is. sell. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, we, yeah. We, it's kind of a running joke at this point. Like, you'll yeah. see. Who was it that was like had their whole tour sold out? Counterparts like, or like Lorna Shore or something? And Houston's the only fucking. Oh yeah, the Brandon ad-mats. pointed it out. He was like, "Oh, and look which city isn't sold out." Yeah. <laughs> well, Houston, you're a fucking badass. <laughs> All right, well, one more check out Fit for a King. They're on tour literally right now with North Lane, Alpha Wolf, and uh, Kingdom of Kingdom Giants. of Giants. They're a Cali band. Sick. You never heard of them, man? Are they really? Yeah, Sacramento. Oh, yeah. Sac. Oh, mm-hmm. right on. Well, shit, where can people find you guys? All over. Everywhere. All Just over. type in Fit for a King on Fit Google. King. <laughs> you got, you got things. Instagram, yeah. Facebook, the MySpace. Come on. All of it. MySpace, Even down yeah. to the TikTok. We've got a Friendster. We've got it all. Chronically online. Chronically online. <laughs> 
Well, fuck right. yeah, guys. Good, Chris. good seeing you guys, man. Pleasure. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you, you. Yeah. Thank you very much for having us, man. Yeah, thank you. Anytime. All right, everyone. That's it. Later.